For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Mortcast. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th, and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Go to bfwdenver.com, pick yourself up a bottle, maybe that 2017 Cabernet, maybe some of that Blake Street blend, which is made from local Colorado grapes. Uh, or you can pick up any other of the ver different varietals of wine that they've got, and they've got basically everything from local Colorado Rieslings to Sonoma County, uh, everything, basically. And it's uh, real worth your time to just kind of go to bfwdenver.com and pick and look through what they got. Or you can book yourself a table. Uh, with fall coming up, uh, we probably are entering what I call is the peak Denver. Peak Denver is late September into mid-October, where it's just like the best. The weather is fantastic. The leaves are changing. People are just kind of energized. That's always been the way in this city. And uh, go downtown, sit outside because the weather's still good. Get yourself one of those tables and try everything they've got to offer to Blanchard Family Wines or any number of their different events that they got going with painting with wine, uh, wine tastings. They even have virtual wine tastings still, which are still incredibly popular. Uh, so you can go to bfwdenver.com and book yourself that. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Go to bfwdenver.com to book yourself a table, pick yourself up a bottle of wine, or get yourself some swag. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, an emergency Mortcast. Uh, this week got all messed up. Um, the second part of the Brian Shaw era uh, podcast, the audio was got completely messed up. And uh, I found out later it was due to this headset mic I was using. So that's gone bye-bye. That no longer works. So I had to go get some uh, a, a new... Uh, mic headphone mic to record uh, this is not quite as good as that one so I'm hoping that the sound holds up enough to where I get some more equipment to to make this more cast and the Gen X show which is out today uh, sound a lot better so my apologies for that but yesterday while everything was getting messed up on my on CSG uh, the news came down that Aaron Gordon signed a what was initially announced as a four-year, $92 million contract, which in reality, it was four years, 88, 87 or $88 million, uh, with bonuses that could get up to $92 million. Um, so it essentially amounts to $4, $4.5 million in bonuses, um, which that's what you're going to get. It's not like NFL contracts. Uh, where it's like a minuscule amount is guaranteed and the rest is unachievable bonuses. Uh, the NBA doesn't operate that way. I uh, don't really can't, don't think they could can do a non-guaranteed contract thing. So they uh, basically, 
if you're going to get any sort of bonus situation, it's going to be a small part of a contract. Kind of like Peyton Manning in 2015, where he took a $4 million pay cut uh, for the Broncos, and then he got it all back on bonuses uh, for the Broncos winning the Super Bowl that year. So that's kind of it. But this is, the NBA generally does achievable bonuses. Um, so it's, it's just a salary cap thing. Anyway, without going into the weeds, uh, I've seen the discourse on Twitter about this already. The discourse has been the Nuggets overpaid for uh, Aaron Gordon. And uh, I, I, what upsets me about this is it just is like, and it's mostly Twitter arguments. It's not that people are stupid, but it's just that they're stupid. And there's a reason teams pay what they pay. Aaron Gordon's market value is pretty much about twenty-two to twenty-four million. Um, he did. I think there could have the most he could have got. The most he could have got is twenty-five. Um, his contract escalators will actually de where they actually was a descending contract, and I couldn't believe that he agreed to that. No one should ever agree to a descending contract uh, because it limits what you can make on your next contract. So uh, he actually, you know, limited himself there. But what the Nuggets did was, A, they rewarded a guy for wanting to stay in Denver. And they also uh, basically paid him market value. And it's not an untradeable contract if we're getting in that far. Aaron Gordon, what he provided to the Denver Nuggets, particularly when Jamal Murray was healthy, was invaluable. Um, people don't understand how teams work. They look at, and I'm starting to believe that people who are on NBA Twitter are don't look beyond the name on the back of the jersey because teams aren't formed with an idea that no one will be able to fit together. Um, we, we decry the uh, advent of super teams, but generally the ones that have come up have worked. I mean, look at Kevin Durant in, um, in uh, Golden State. Now, that one was a little different because Durant was such a singular talent that it just it became his team, even though the fans of uh, the Golden State Warriors would always prefer Seth Thir- uh, sent. Seth Curry, um, uh, Steph Curry, God, why did I say Seth Curry instead of him? Anyway, um, they will always prefer him, um, but really it became Kevin Durant's team for two years. Uh, well, three years basically, but, uh, by the time Durant got there, the force of his, his ability, just the team just formed around it, uh, because he's that good, but generally teams don't, mm, Teams have an idea of whether team players can fit together. Look at Harden and Durant in with Brooklyn. They actually had already played together in Oklahoma City. Uh, people wondering that if that could work were not remembering how they fit together in OKC, where basically they traded times where they took over. Uh, and then Kyrie Irving um, has fit together better than they thought. But these teams know that they'll be able to fit. Um Teams are formed because they make good teams. And Gordon getting traded to the Nuggets last year uh, 
for about an eight-game stretch before Jamal got hurt. Well, ten-game stretch. Uh, the Nuggets were maybe the best team in all of professional sports. They were that good. Uh, they were on such a streak, that, and he fit in so seamlessly that it was kind of preternatural, uh, his ability to do that with this team. And people kind of misunderstand a lot of things when it comes to the Gordon acquisition and his place on this Nuggets team. And I would like to point people to something that I, um, that I think maybe people missed right before the trade deadline. The going into the trade deadline, uh, the Nuggets were kind of, eh, you know, and like they've been all year, uh, that, that people forget that last year the Nuggets kind of were stumbling a lot. Um, kind of got it together before the, before the all-star break, but they were kind of just a meh squad, despite Nikola Jokic playing it at MVP level. There were, they played the Orlando Magic in Orlando right before the trade deadline. And people forget this, and they kind of mentioned this, uh, and people kind of glossed it over. But Michael Porter Jr., right at the end of the game, was talking to Aaron Gordon. And they spoke for a while, and I don't think they had a pre-existing relationship. I don't think, I don't think that was something that was a thing. I think they may have been casually aware of each other, but they weren't friends. But it was notable that those two spoke, and they spoke for a while mid-court, um, right after the Nuggets beat the Magic. And... Um, that is kind of when I knew that maybe there was something else going on here with Gordon, because it was rumored that Gordon wanted out of Orlando, and no one really knew what the Nuggets were going to go do at the trade deadline in March. So what happened was the Nuggets kind of had their eye on Gordon, and Porter talking to... Uh, Gordon was a biggest sign of any that things were going to be okay. And this is what I mean. The person who is affected most by Aaron Gordon being on the, on the Nuggets is Michael Porter Jr. Um, not in a negative sense, but necessarily a positive sense. Um, Aaron Gordon allows Michael Porter Jr. to do other things because it frees him up from not having to defend players that he can't defend, which is a growing list of, of, of people, to be quite honest with you. But he'll, he opens Michael Porter Jr. up in a sense that it allows Michael Porter Jr. to might be Michael Porter Jr. And a lot of the what then Porter was able to accomplish once Jamal Murray went down was largely because Gordon was out there. Now, the Nuggets did something interesting once when Gordon was out there, but when Jamal got hurt... Uh, Gordon rested a lot more. Um, in fact, Gordon, uh, I think, of the starters, ended up with the some of the least rotational minutes um, in the regular season. It was largely reliant on both. Well, by the time we, uh, by the time Murray got injured, it was basically. Porter and Jokic, who 
still have not yet to figure have yet to figure out how to play offense together, but managed to make it work. But Gordon in the ecosystem of the Denver Nuggets allows it's not has nothing to do with uh, Jamal Murray or Nikola Jokic. Having Aaron Gordon out there makes Michael Porter Jr. a better player. You cannot decouple Aaron Gordon from Michael Porter Jr. Gordon is here to make Michael Porter Jr. a better player, not by his influence, but by his presence. And I think people completely miss this. It's worth it to the Nuggets to pay him what he's worth, by the way. About 22 to 24 million is basically what Aaron Gordon is worth per year. It's worth it to pay that on a team that's going to be having a hefty, hefty, hefty luxury tax bill. Um, should things continue as they are, and should Michael Porter Jr. be extended as he should, um, he allows them to make Michael Porter Jr. into the player he needs to be and a player that has the highest ceiling of any Denver Nuggets player. No offense to Nikola Jokic. Um, that is 100% fact. Michael Porter Jr. has got the athleticism and the scoring ability. Uh, Jokic has the intelligence and basketball knowledge. Uh, but, okay, when I say highly ceiling, I'm not insulting Jokic here. But the guy that has a nuclear, like Kevin Durant kind of ceiling is uh, Michael Porter Jr. It's just got to be harnessed. And I think the, we got to give the Nuggets credit. They know these, this stuff. The Nuggets are aware of how these pieces fit together. And NBA Twitter is so bad at, at acknowledging how pieces fit together. They are so bad at understanding that certain guys need a optimization. And the optimization is almost entirely, entirely for Michael Porter Jr., and the Nuggets' knowledge of this and their understanding that having Aaron Gordon here makes Michael Porter Jr. a better player is why you got to give it up to the Denver Nuggets for doing what it takes to keep the team together. And that is 100% invaluable. All right, I'm going to take a short break to talk about DraftKings. And on the other side, we'll be talking a little bit more about this deal and what it means for the Denver Nuggets. We'll be right back. Well, it's now time to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Well, it's football season. Uh, week one was, I'm sure, a colossal success for everyone involved. Uh, the, the week one may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting of a pet partner of the NFL. To, to kick off week two, DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer, bet just $1 on any football game this week to receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet uh, at least $1 on any football game. So that's basically free money. So they, uh, the, you know, the DraftKings has a bunch of other different great promotional uh, things that they offer, but that is really cool. Uh, it kind of opens you up and gives you more flexibility to do future bets, so uh, that's really nice. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS to receive 
$200 in free bets when you place a bet of $1 on any football game. That's promo code MHS to get your $200 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Now, what does this mean for the Denver Nuggets in general? Um, I think people kind of overanalyze these things, and they they don't look at it for what it is. Remember the reactions to Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic's extensions uh, three years ago. Um, people had a hard time with them. Um, they had a hard time with them with them because they they saw what was and not what shall be to get philosophical with you. Uh, they saw what was and not shall be. And the Nuggets see what shall be. And you're paying for what shall be. And the season's going to be hard for the Denver Nuggets. It's going to be a difficult season. Jamal Murray will not be there. They will need guys who aren't Jamal Murray to play an approximation of Jamal Murray. And that's going to be difficult for players. That's going to be difficult because it is a... There's only one Jamal Murray. So you're going to need P.J. Dozier and Will Barton and uh, Faku Capasso and Monte Morris to play way above their heads. Okay. Um, I think the Nuggets have an eye for the future. They, they understand this year is going, this next year is going to be difficult for the Nuggets. Jamal Murray not being there, and quite frankly, probably it's going to take a while to round into basketball playing prior to the way he was prior to the uh, the injury. It's going to take a bit. I, I pointed this out before. It's just like Danilo Gallinari's injury. He lost an entire year, and it took him the better part of a of an entire season to start playing better. It's just the nature of injuries. You're back, but it takes a while for the spirit to be able. Uh, Jamal's going to work his ass off to come back, but it's it's just the reality of ACL injuries and losing a huge amount of time. It takes a while. To, I mean, even Kevin Durant, who missed the what, what amounted to uh, two years of basketball, uh, came back and, not two years of basketball, but a year or a year and a half uh, came back and it, he struggled a bit coming back cause he, he just, but he had other players on that Brooklyn team to kind of lift him up and the Nuggets are going to have to rely on other players who are not Jamal Murray to kind of get them through this season. This, this season is about survival. It's about survival. This, this season is, is about making it to where you're in the playoffs and Jamal gets back and anything can happen, right? There is, there's nothing about this season that screams that Nuggets should be a top two seed. And locking up Aaron Gordon is a signal that the Nuggets see what the future holds. They just got to get through this year, right? Now, Gordon had a year left on his deal. And this will take him to 2026, I believe. 
And this is a commitment to stay with the Denver Nuggets. This is a commitment from Gordon to stay with the Denver Nuggets, uh, which is really cool when you think about it. The guy who was traded here wanted to be here, as opposed to, say, I don't know, a guy who's known as the Mole, right? Um, a guy who, uh, behind the scenes, was bitching constantly about having to be in Denver and uh, wasn't the great locker room presence that everyone made him out to be, right? Sometimes those gambles don't pay off, but there are gambles that pay off that are, like, really cool. Now, Jeremy Grant, he was a gamble that did not pay off. Uh, His inability to get along with Michael Malone, first first and foremost, was an an obstacle that couldn't be uh, overcome. But there's also, you know, there's some, there's some good gambles and bad gambles. And I think the sign that Gordon signing an extension when he didn't have to, by the way, Gordon, Gordon could have played out this year and hit unrestricted free agency. So he's, he was going to make 16 something million this year, uh, hit restricted, uh, unrestricted free agency and be courted by many teams. He chose not to. That tells you this was a great gamble by the Nuggets. And I think that Gordon understanding what a good team he's on is a great sign for the Denver Nuggets, too. And let's not forget that, folks. It is a... Gordon... This is, this is not the Nuggets waving a magical wand to get a guy to, to suddenly stay. This was on Gordon. This was his decision, right? Aside from the Porter extension, which is... Taking too long for my liking, but hopefully we'll get done soon. Um, and I, you bet your ass I'll do an emergency podcast when I do that one. Um, but Gordon understanding this and realizing this when he didn't have to is, is a great sign about the culture of the Denver Nuggets and where the Nuggets are going. The Nuggets did not overpay Aaron Gordon. They paid him what he was worth in order to keep him. And the fact that the Nuggets didn't attempt to get him down to a lower number just to fit in with the team is a fantastic sign. And it's a fantastic sign that this team has a reputation of taking care of their guys. You know, I said this before, and in, in, uh, next week I'm going to be covering the Ujiri era of the Denver Nuggets. And it's a fascinating look at some great things that were done and some colossal mistakes that were done that we didn't really even think about at the time. One of those mistakes that Masai made was signing Nene and Aaron Aflalo and then trading them after he signed them. Uh, Particularly back in 2012, that got the Nuggets a reputation for being chintzy and ruthless, and which wasn't Masai's intent. But it, the Nuggets have had to adjust and have spent the last, well, 10 years, basically, trying to get people to understand that they are a team that won't cheap out on you, but that's a team that will actually pay you what you were worth. And I think that part is something that players see in this league. And Aaron Gordon getting exactly what he was worth, not getting in a, quote, team-friendly deal, it's something that's going to go a long way for the Denver Nuggets. 
All right, thank you all for joining me on the latest emergency podcast of the, of the Morecast. I'll be back soon with another episode. See you later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.